1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us in our team by team analysis
0: crew series, Chris. Yeah, getting onto the Port Adelaide Power. Very like a- interesting side port. Yeah, they're definitely not the magpies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely not. And they have a depth for days. So that'll be they do. definitely one interesting to speak about. Everyone is interested to know who's going where. Looking at some of these breakout potentials and where they fit.
0: I have them pretty much locked for top four this season. Um, I think only behind Geelong and potentially Brisbane. They are a very, very competitive side and they are just getting better and they've got talent coming through from underneath. They got um, that
1: they got that confidence, that swagger. Do. That, swagger. that swagger. Oh, going that about
0: them. Tommy Rockcliffe swagger, I like to call it.
1: Oh, geez, and hopefully not his dodgy knees and shoulders. Uh before we move on, let's hit those socials, SC Insider 100. Yep. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. You can also search for SC Insider 100 on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And oh,
0: YouTube as well. A, a whole, whole range of us.
1: others and YouTube. Search for us
0: there. Supercoach Insider on YouTube. That's our channel. Yes. Um, so you're on the uh, the old big heads today, mate. I'm, look, I'm gonna... I like the big heads that are low calories.
1: Um, yes. I also call this a koshi. A koshi? Yeah,
0: a Big head. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I actually um, I had a really great day yesterday. I went out to uh, a local craft place in Brisbane called Range Brewing. It's a really, really awesome um, craft brewery, but they had a tap takeover and they had four beers from the third best craft brewery in the world, which is in Virginia, and they had these four beers that, um, that they imported over from the States, which was really, really cool. Um, they were $20 a beer.
1: Oh, are they good at least?
0: They were good, but they were very fruity, like overly hoppy. Like, yeah, super, super hoppy.
1: But were they- um, oh, it's
0: delicious, isn't it? They were delicious. Yeah, they were. I mean, They're they, cool. they bet- it could have just been that I thought that they were that delicious because they were $20 each, so they better have been. Um, and then I took a four-pack away. A four-pack was $80 takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's what you get for going to a tap takeover for the third best brewery in the world apparently. So, um, and that is called The Vale Brewing Company, if anyone wants to look it up.
1: Hang on, four beers takeaway for $80. Yep.
0: (laughs) I'm not even joking. I I literally like got to the counter and like was like handing over, like, you know, like when you don't want to hand over your card, but you're like, I kind of have to now, I've come this far. That's
1: fine. <laughs> card, that's why you pay – if you had to pay cash, then you wouldn't have probably paid for it. But card, eh. That's true. Easy come, easy go.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the Port Adelaide Rooks. Um, and they obviously haven't really had too much of a list change, but we'll go through them. Firstly, they um, they delisted a few guys that um, potentially could get some list time on other um, other clubs, but uh, they delisted Joe Attlee. Uh, Wiley Buzzard was delisted. So, of course, he came over from Geelong. He's now delisted. Tobin Cox is delisted. Brad Ebert retired, Riley Grundy. So brother of Brody was delisted, Jake Patmore delisted, Cam Sutcliffe was delisted, Jack Watts finally retired. And Justin Westhoff of course retired as well, but they did bring in Ali, Aliyah and Orazio Fantasia. Um, so a couple of good ones there. Uh, they also drafted in. So the three that they, um oh, sorry, four, I should say, is Lachlan Jones at pick 16. They got Ollie Lord at pick 49 and then they got two rookies, Tyson Goldsack, of course, former um, Collingwood player, and Tash Schofield, who is a father-son pick as a 30s, uh, pick 37 in the rookie draft. So they got a couple there. We'll, we'll go through them. The real, the only real one that has obviously super coach relevancy for this season is potentially Lockie Jones. Um, he's a 186-centimeter, 89-kilo defender, um, typically plays as a lockdown rebounder. So not necessarily as an intercept player, but he can intercept the ball. Um, the knock on him, you know, and has been really is consistency in terms of his disposal amount. So because he obviously plays locked down, he doesn't get a lot of the pill, but he's very reliable and play can play small, can play medium, can play tall. Um, so very variable and that's really sought after in, um, in the AFL. And he's obviously AFL ready. He's got an AFL ready body, and he's actually a bit of a unit. So,
1: yeah, they actually spoke about him a little bit yesterday as well after mm-hmm. the uh, after the game. So I think they were saying that yeah, you know, he's really close. So assistant coach um, Locken said, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, we don't hold him back or say he's playing round one or that he isn't. Uh, that'll happen over time. He's certainly a good talent. We saw some of his power and ability to get out of traffic. Yep. It is AFL standard. So it's promising as much as it could be without saying here or there.
0: Yeah. And look, to be honest, if you look at their 22, there's no chance that he's got to get him of playing round one. Um, I don't think there's a spot there at all unless they booted out a senior player essentially. Um, but he was obviously part of the Port Adelaide Next Generation Academy, so they had uh, you know, wraps on him early, and they had that draft pick wrapped up very early. They were always going to take him, yep. mind you.
1: Port aren't afraid to play. No, the draftees, which is a good thing. Which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. So there yeah. is if he if he gets his spot, gets his chance, plays well, plays his role, he could keep it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Hinkley does reward consistency and good. Um, uh, especially guys coming through, uh, and he always has. So there is a chance. I just can't see it with how they're lining up. We'll go through the 22 shortly so that you can have a, a look yourself and, and identify where he can possibly play.
1: Even Mackenzie has been came on and actually played. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: and like he actually played really well, but yeah. I haven't even got him in the 22, so – Um, We'll have a look. The next one was Ollie Lord. He's 195 centimetres and 84 kilos. He's basically an athletic tall forward that they've taken as a prospect pick to try and build him up in behind. He's not going to be relevant this year, but, you know, someone to keep an eye on. What am I thinking about, Chris? Uh, Meatloaf? I don't know. No, he's 84 kilos. No, his name. Oh, what's his name? Ollie Lord.
1: Yeah. Number three, my lord.
0: Number three, my lord. (laughs) No, it's like number three, my lord. Number three, my lord. Visual joke for those playing at home. Um, and the last one, uh, so Tyson Goldstack, we know what to expect out of Tyson Goldstack. He's a reliable, you know, medium, um, defender with pace. He can boot the ball long, but he's never going to be a super coach relevant player. And he's about 189 K. So he's not even rookie priced, which is really annoying, but he's really just depth. And he was, um, he's there because last season he actually was you know, as a trainer coach essentially. And they're like, you can still play to the level. So sure. Jump on the list. And we've got some depth there. Um, he has played forward. He's played, but traditionally he's played behind the ball. He's just not a, a high possession player or relevant for Super Coach ever. Uh, and the last one's Taj Schofield. So as I said, father son. Um, his uh, dad was actually a Premiership player for uh, for Port Adelaide, and so I'm guessing the only Premiership was what 2000. And when did you guys Four. lose? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to. Um, he's 178 centimetres and 72 kilos. It's okay. Chris, who did we beat in 0-2-0-3? I don't know. I, 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 my memory doesn't go back that far. Um, he's generally an outside player who can link the play and get forward as well. He's got really good football IQ and disposal efficiency, but. Um, being picked up this late in the draft. Again, they're really just hoping that he can come along and develop under everyone. He, they don't expect anything out of him, especially in the first season. So that rounds out the rookies. That's it. So um, very short on the rookie front. Um, we'll go straight into their best 22, which is obviously really what we're looking at is Lockie Jones here and seeing how we can get him in. So from the back line, uh, I've got DBJ in the pocket with Clury and I've put a Aaliyah, Aaliyah in there. So, Oh, Aaliyah Aaliyah, the name so nice he named it twice. It's exactly right. Now, of course, so I, I think Aaliyah is really important to their structure because it allows Dixon not have to chop out ruck. So we can, you can actually throw Aaliyah into the ruck and I think that he adds to that a little bit more than, say, a Trent McKenzie who's the other option at this position or this is where Lockheed um, Jones can come in. So he's really battling it out between, my opinion, uh, between O'Lear uh Trent McKenzie and Lockie Jones for that th- sort of third tall role. Um, I also think obviously O'Lear Lear with his intercept marking ability is possibly better than the other two, but just have a look at that. Obviously on the half back line there, we've got Houston, Jonas and Hartlett. Um, coming up onto the wing, I've got Burton on the wing with Boak and Amon and a half forward line. Amon. Amon, sorry. Amon, 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 it is Amon. Yeah, Carl Amon. You're Gammon. Gammon. We've got uh, Rosie on the half forward line with Marshall and Gray and in the four pocket, um, Sam Palpepper, who's uh, been tipped to completely change. He was playing a little bit forward last year, now he's completely playing forward this season in that pocket with Charlie Dixon and Mitch Jordiardis, who apparently is just tearing up the preseason. In the midfield, Lysette, Rocky and Ollie Wines. And on the on the bench, they've got Butters, Dersma Fantasia, and Motlop. So they've got quite a bit of experience and youth as well. So who's
1: most at risk? Do you think of that out of that twenty two,
0: Motlop? Yeah, <laughs> for like, on, only because of his inc- inconsistency. Because yep. he can kill, he can tear a game right open, or he can be a complete ghost. Uh, and so that's the problem. And there's just so much talent. So if you go into their depth chart. They've got McKenzie, Bonner, Mays, Lynert Goldsack, Drew, Farrell, and a, a lot of rookies that haven't played yet in Jackson Meade, Dylan Williams, Dill Bergman, um, Laddams, and Woodcock as well, who was really, really good last season as that precious small forward. I just think he's not there with Fantasia in. I don't think you can play them both. Yeah. Um, I think
1: Bonner's probably one who could easily float in too. Oh, yeah,
0: too. absolutely. There's, they've got guys there that it would be in most people's 22s. Um, or there's guys that, you know, are, uh, you could swap them out almost – yeah, um, But if, they are a very, very strong side this season.
1: If anything, I wouldn't be surprised if people started trying to raid uh, Port's depth a little bit and then get some trades back.
0: Yep. Which generally,
1: generally what happens, people who are looking for opportunities. So, you know, like a Drew or someone might get traded to Adelaide.
0: Yeah. Now, um, the thing that I just mentioned, there is going to be some rookie relevance here because I think there's guys that do get games that didn't get games last year. That, will, that are going to be super coach relevant, and that's primarily Jackson Meade. I think that he's the number one off the bat. He's a guy that was touted to play round one last year and just got an injury right uh, right before round one and basically didn't play the entire season. So he's 123K mid, and there's every chance that he can get a run with if a door opens for a midfielder.
1: Depends if they meet him.
0: <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, you know, he could come in from Motlop. You know that's this yeah, and he's really highly touted. I do think that he plays this year. I'm hoping it's round one. He's currently like on the bench in my side, but with their depth, it's more of a pipe dream than anything, right?
1: Yep. Um.
0: Then you've got Dill Williams again, another guy that was yeah touted to play last year in that role. Um, he's a mid forward type. He's 123k mid forward. Uh, Miles Bergman is another mid forward. Um, you think that he was sort of competing with George Yardis at that third tall forward. Haven't you heard uh, um, that the Berg is the word? The Berg is the word. Berg, 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 Berg is the word. Berg, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, um, so there's three guys that I think are almost they're potentially even ahead of Lockie Jones in terms of starting round one. But how they yeah, if they get a chance is going to be completely reliant on this preseason, and we just don't have enough information yet. But keep an eye on those three guys because they're cheap and they'll probably get game time this year.
1: Nice work, Chris. You did very well considering I tried to throw you off a little bit.
0: Yeah, because the berg, berg, berg. Berg is the word.
1: <laughs> Me and my comments i just try and come in anytime. I think of something. Uh, very, very interesting, and um, I, I do agree. I think Port are destined for great things, and no matter how much I wanted them to fail last year and get their number one pick, they mm-hmm. disappointed me and impressed a lot of Port Adelaide supporters. So I think they have done very well for themselves.
0: They did. They did, and they do, and um, that obviously makes them relevant for standard and um, draft. Um, my issue with – okay, let's go start with their premiums, Travis Boak. Someone like Travis Boak yes, is obviously ageing. He's a jet, and sometimes he just absolutely kills it. But for some reason, I just can't ever pick him.
1: Uh, I wouldn't start him, particularly in standard, because he he does go on runs where he just drops average. Mm-hmm. Uh, happened when he was a forward. He went absolutely ham at the start of the year, dropped in average, and then picked back up again, and he was affordable. This year, just gone, so 2020, he averaged 121 the first five rounds, averaged 122 the last seven rounds. And then had a patch between round six and 10 where he went 70, 98, 54, 104, 67.
0: Do you think is, is he getting tagged in those rounds? because is that, is, is that something? because obviously who do you tag out of that midfield really what's unique about when they have their three best midfielders? they're all in and under types without they're all one paced in and under so you've got Rocky Wines and Boke. Oak's probably the only one with, and I don't think he has serious pace, but he's a little bit faster. I think he's more damaging than the others
1: with the ball I, in hand.
0: I agree. Um, but they're, they're just so big. They're huge. Like any midfield struggles to come up against them because you got okay, well, they are all they can all win a hard ball. Um, and, you know, they, they actually are really good on the spread as well. So Rocky really is awesome at just finding space after a contest. And I don't – like second to none – um, for the last few years in, in rocky and that's how he's able to get so much ball.
1: But yeah, he Gary Ablett's everything just
0: He does. He gets out on that seagull. Let me just handball it slightly behind you. Oh yeah yeah back to me. But there's there's no real like super X factor out of them, which is why they want that butters to come through or Rosie to come through or Robbie Gray to come through and provide that little yeah um that little X factor through that midfield.
1: So so my issue is is that Boak has really gone extremely well the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I do have some concerns, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where before that he was kind of, you know, 100 flat or even in the 90s as an average. And at the moment, yes, he's back into that midfield, but for, you know, for how long? And I can't see it really changing much this year. I can't really pick him in standard though. However, if he does drop in coin, he's someone I would definitely consider as an upgrade. target. Yeah, He's someone I would consider because at a cheap price, you know, that he still has a high ceiling. He is still – you know, going to have the same kind of role this year. And he's someone that you could definitely, um, you know, rely on uh, for a cheap price. So interesting. So we had four scores of 133 or more, including a 148, 149, 159. Here's the benefit though he's played 125 out of his last 127 in the last six years mm-hmm. uh, and also 167 out of 171 the last eight years. So he has been extremely durable. He's someone who doesn't generally miss games. He actually – and this is why his average went up this year, Chris, compared to the last year. His stats were, I think, fairly similar considering, again, that it was a shorter format, but he dropped his freeze against from an average of 1.2 a game to 0.3 per game in 2020.
0: Wow. That's actually quite impressive. So
1: you're looking at essentially one free against less.
0: Which is a clanger. So what's that negative four? Four, yeah. yeah.
1: And he basically went up nearly four points on average.
0: Wow. that's. Imp- I like that you actually f- picked that out.
1: Yeah. Well but when you look you, at Okay, yeah. so you look at twenty nineteen, he went, okay, it's not quite four, but he went one oh seven point two and then he's gone up two point seven.
0: So okay. you know, yeah, you, you mean, kind of you could sort of draw but, that parallel.
1: But that would be the improvement that you kind of yeah. look at from and it's a shorter season, but you well, can the, still
0: the good news about Travis Boak, if you are considering him, is he's only two, in two percent of sides. So he's a super unique pick. Um five ninety K. Who else is around five ninety K? So you're looking at
1: Titch is 6'10", Fife is around the same.
0: Almost up to 20K more against Josh Kelly.
1: Adams is around that sort of mark off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, are, are you expecting Travis Boak to average more than 110 at an absolute max? No. Probably not. I think he floats 105 to 110. He's going to be a consistent performer, but I just can't see him burning you.
1: And if you did bring him up as an upgrade, where would you think he sat as far as average and in your side? Like an M8?
0: Nah probably not because you'll probably have like a uh Maddie or someone like that that you know you've had since the start that you know goes like 105. So probably an M7, M eight anyway. But um
1: Well, I suggest I mean, if you have Rowell at a 105 the, average, Chris, he probably shouldn't be in your side to begin with.
0: No, nah, I think you a 490k, I'd I'd be happy with that. Four ninety five. Yeah. You got to remember as well. Travis Boak also has the they, Port Adelaide guys have the first buy, which means you're going to be looking at these guys for upgrades for your midfield in round thirteen. Um, so I like Travis Boak as a guy that you can go. Okay, yep, bang. Depending and on his
1: price point and yeah, how he's at, traveling, at the yeah. time you at might pick time. him up
0: for say five fifty. That's perfect for say an M seven that you're trying to upgrade to take you through the buys. Yeah, okay. so I don't, I don't, I don't mind him, but I'm probably not starting him.
1: So here's my issue with the next two. So Rockcliffe and Wines, right? Rockcliffe, 573 k Wines, 560 k Too, too, too expensive in standard. Chew, chew, chew. Well, we already know midfielders choo, are overpriced. Choo, so choo. why would you go for an average midfielder? And I don't mean to be rude. Like 106 average and a 104 average is definitely serviceable. But again, Where's the I, improvement coming I feel from? like it was inflated. Okay, so Rockcliffe, we'll start with him, hasn't played a full season since 2012. He's played fifty. Not going to happen. Fifty out of the last sixty one in the last three seasons. It's his highest return since twenty sixteen.
0: Even in draft, I'm not not even f- no. flirting with that.
1: Oh, uh, look, I wouldn't mind him as my last kind of range. Oh of yeah, but midfielders.
0: Like, but at, at that, that 106,
1: average, one oh six. No, you're going to have to have him as like your M. Like what three?
0: Yeah. And M2, like, M3, nah. depending I'll, if you go elsewhere. I'll fade him and then like if he if it comes to like 102 or 101 or whatever, like yeah, you know, might pick up that extra. But
1: the, the benefit is he does have a high ceiling when he wants to go well. He did average 128 the last five rounds and that's kind of what you get from him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the thing is they are going to win a lot of games. There's going to be more super coach pie for them to grab. So there's, you know, he's going to average okay. He's going to go all right. But the. The amount of, is the games played and the injuries and everything else. Yep. Nah. no, so nah, nah, not for me.
1: Ollie Wines on the next one. Hinkley said that the bull is fit and ready to be unleashed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Played 27 out of the last 39 in the last two seasons. His highest return ever, 104.3. I cannot justify, even if they talk so much smack about how great he is and he's finally ready. He still can't kick. He's gone on runs before, averaging 120. And you're like, wow, Wines looks great. Next minute, shit.
0: Yeah. He- so,
1: draft though, I would be interested, except for the fact I still believe he is inflated. A 104.3 average. I would be, I'd like to pick him up at 100 flat because there's a little meat on the bone for a bit of risk either way. 104.3, he needs to go 105 easily or more in order to be worth it, unless he slides.
0: I'd take Ollie before I took Tom. Me too. So there's, there's that. Because
1: he has potential. Ollie yeah. Wines, bulked up, could pull a little mini crips he's if got, he's consistent.
0: He te- definitely got the potential if he has it. everything go well for him to have that 110 average. And it might only be for 10 games. But, I, again, this is someone that you won't start. You might pick him up at the, at the buys. Completely fine with that. He's a guy that's not going to really completely sh- – Sit yep. the bed, right? Not like, really. I
1: Unless he gets injured. But at five at five sixty K, even if he starts off really well, he's not gonna cost you that much more at the no. buy. And yeah, you know, he, he could actually be someone you bring in at that point. But at least you get to watch what ten or more games and before you make that decision. Absolutely. Uh wines did have eight hundreds, including a one thirty three, one forty three, one eighty nine. So he does mm-hmm. have a high ceiling, always has been able to pull some really good games together. Absolutely. Uh next one, Lyset, five twenty K. Um Sorry, well, yeah,
0: we'll we'll, we'll go with huge ceil- huge ceiling, but his lower games are just terrible. Yes, um,
1: not his year though. So he he played, he had thirteen games. So he missed four this one. He's played, and I was
0: big on Lysette last year too.
1: Yeah, I've got him in keeper, which kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> so I mean, he's played thirty one out of the last thirty nine games in the last two seasons. He averaged 108 weight the first four rounds. He had five hundreds this year: one twenty eight, one twenty eight, and one fifty six in amongst that. Uh, look, he, 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 with the winning side, he could definitely average you 100 plus. He's only a ruck though, which kind of sucks, but he's not someone to jump out early at. And again,
0: with someone you wait till late and you can pick him up well, pretty with, good. With like rucks, round 18 or something.
1: In draft with rucks this year, if you don't get the early ones, who cares? Move on. I mean, there's so many, as far as averages looking at the list, Draper, Nankervis. Uh, Guys with
0: huge potential. Yeah.
1: Potential, and they're, they're going to be off the radar. By the time people are getting their rucks, unless you're like a, a you know, 14 or a 16 deep team or something, then there's going to be people there anyway. Don't stress it. I agree. Um, okay, we'll go to Dan Houston. So premiums, we'll go back into. Sorry, I kind of went off the
0: tail a little off That's the top right, of the man. list. You um, can do whatever you like. Thank you. I say you can have whatever you like.
1: Dan Houston, 489K. Now, interesting one. He averaged 17 the first four rounds of 2020. Then he averaged 98 for the rest of the year. And you can imagine when I got rid of him, Chris.
0: Yeah, of course. I think I did the exact same. I, yep. I jumped off early. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things. So uh, he averaged 103 for the last five rounds. He had 600s, including a 115, 117, 118. So wasn't completely high, but he definitely became more consistent after that. And I started trying to look, to be honest, I was looking at the correlation between that. I was looking... You know, why did Houston improve? So I'm looking at, you know, all these other defenders and I'm looking at maybe, you know, did it affect when, um, oh, who, who keeps doing his hamstring and quads? Burton. I was yep. like, maybe he did well when Burton was out. And no, it was, you know, he actually, you yeah, know, he, he did really well. So go figure.
0: Yeah. I, I think, um, I can't see myself selecting Houston at all this season. I I think he's going to be playing less midfield than what he was touted for last season, which just puts a cap on his ceiling, in my opinion. And the reason for that is the emergence of Butters and Rosie, who are going to be taking up a a lot more mid-rotations this season.
1: And I think they're a bit more dynamic um, in their movements. But...
0: And he's not a bad option. Like if not you get a a, if there's option. if there's an injury to say a wines or a boke or whatever, he's probably that next big body guy to come into that role. Yep. But he's just not there from the start of the season. He doesn't have it defined. So for me, it's a it's a no thank you. it's it's no from me, Andrew. Um, and we'll just leave leave old Danny Houston there. I think. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, again, Houston first buy. So even if he does start popping off, you can you can pick him up as that upgrade in that defensive line if you wish.
0: Yep, absolutely. And he's not going to be much more expensive than four ninety anyway. So whatever.
1: No, I agree. Um, last premium. Who he is a premium. He's overpriced, and I'm not going to talk about Robbie Gray because fuck Robbie Gray. I love a
0: good Robbie uh, Gray. Okay,
1: we'll get to him next. Uh, Dixon four ninety eight k. He had six hundreds, including a one forty three one sixty five. The forward curse. He was one that actually still did quite well yep. considering the forwards, but he was very inconsistent. You're looking at, um, you know, really high ceilings with those couple of big games there, but also had lows of 29, 63, 62. Uh, it's going to be, it's it's interesting. So he was one that had some really good games and then absolutely got floored in others and his scoring kind of reflected that.
0: So He's huge and he is a big barometer for them when they're playing really well. It's because Dixon's taking grabs and kicking goals. Um, I think they might go with a slightly taller forward line this year, um, and they'd be playing both Marshall and Georgiardis in a three t- uh, three prong setup. So, look, I think he's always going to be an okay um, pick in draft, but I don't think you're going to get much more out of him than what he's currently averaging. No, I agree. Um, and at he can go on runs, but yeah, like that's pretty much it. That's especially what. Especially
1: the the forward line is jacked with premiums and jacked Jack to the tits. And jacked with rookies or yeah. cheap, you know, players like Danaher and Zeeble. So there's no point going for a half-half in the middle sort of pick yep. because you can do better. Now, I did say here, Chris, is it ironic if Dixon has a daughter with the name Dickson?
0: Why would that be ironic?
1: Well, because he has a daughter and his name's Dick and son. <laughs> son. <Dickson. laughs>
0: That's not ironic at all. <laughs> 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 That wouldn't be ironic. It'd be the opposite. Go listen to um, Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic. And then work out that nothing that she says is ironic at all. Don't you think? It's just coincidental.
1: (laughs) Ironical. (laughs) Coincidental.
0: Well, stuff you. (laughs) Fair enough. There you go. Um, So. Gray, your man. Yeah, look, I like Robbie Gray, but his role's not going to change. He's probably going to be even more forward this year than he has the last few. He got more midtime last year than expected. And the reason for that is obviously Rosie. Um, So. Uh, and I'll probably link these two guys together, along with uh, Butters and Sam Pepper. They all sort of are in that forward mid rotation cycle. Yep.
1: Not to mention Rockcliffe missed three games, Wines missed two games. Yep. You know, even Butters missed two games. So there was definite opportunities for him to improve. I mean, Robbie Gray did start off in the average seventy six the first nine rounds, mm-hmm. and then averaged one oh eight the last eight, which killed me in SC Standard Finals because I some muppet had. Gray, <laughs> Gray the whole year, and of the one, the one game he went and let me look for it. Gray went and scored a one forty nine in my Supercoach standard final.
0: Nice, as on you a, do on a head to head. Was that the Carlton? That was the Carlton game, wasn't it? The mm. one where he kicks the yeah. winning goal in the pocket. Probably. Um, yeah. Look. Uh, so Robert right in Gray's, front of me. That yeah, was that it one. was right in front of you. Uh, well, right in front of me, I should say. Uh, so yeah, Robbie Gray, obviously I think will be spending more time forward and that's fine. Um, they probably, they need him Is that sort of lead up target that can also make something out of nothing can, you know, obviously that X factor. Um, and Sam Pepper will also be playing a lot more forward time. Um, so he came out and said that all of his CBAs are gone and they're going to Butters and Rosie. So these guys are, Butters is just a workhorse and a talented workhorse. And Rosie is that complete X factor mid. And so there's a couple of things with that. So Ken Hinckley came out and said the only reason why um, Rosie did not play more, forward to, um, more mid-time last year is because he got had a foot injury early in the season. So you would have noticed his scores. He went 140, then 130 or something, or something in the yep. first two rounds and dropped off a cliff. He actually injured his foot and then managed for the rest of the season. So obviously he's going to be getting more mid-time. Uh, and Sam Pal said that obviously with that going towards Rosie. Now the thing is, I did see in the um, intra club uh, they had a, a, a match practice or match sim yesterday. Uh, I was, was like today? it was
1: uh, the A's versus the B's, and the yeah. A's obviously beat the B's convincingly.
0: So yeah, Rosie kicks six goals. <laughs> yeah. So that sort of scares me a little bit because obviously he would have been playing majority forward, but there's. Oh, no, I,
1: I think it was still split, but he was damaging going forward.
0: Well, you got to think like in an intra club he's probably still going to play forward in that intra-club. He's not going to be playing really – there's a lot of mids. There's not many forwards. So I would assume that he probably would still play a lot forward in those intras. But um, I do want to see a little bit more moving towards round one of him playing more midfield time. So whether that's in the intra-clubs that are coming up or the actual um, – it's called the Amy series. Yeah, I
1: keep saying JLT because – I need
0: to be seeing that. Right now I think Butters is probably going to average more. But he's also 100K more expensive. So –
1: Yeah, I mean, Butters got pretty close, 87.7. He's just
0: so good. I love Butters.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. But he was inconsistent. He's played, what, 34 over 39 in the last two years. He averaged 95 the last seven rounds. He had great highs. 119, he had that twice, 124, 125. But he also had some stinkers of a 38, 39, 53 and a 65.
0: So – Yeah, sometimes he just gets stuck in a pocket.
1: (sighs) Oh, Jeez.
0: It's really there. Yeah, so I'm hoping that they spend a lot less time forward. Um, but, you know, they'll still get there. I mean, look, it's forwards times not necessarily a bad thing because you at least you're on the field to be able to get a score and you can kick a goal and it really boosts your score. But um, well, yeah, they've so, got to be effective forwards. As I mentioned last year, and if you paid attention to our pods, um, what they would do, Butters and Rosie would frequently just block for Dixon's space. So they don't actually lead out the football.
1: So that has to be um, SPS's role this year, surely. I really he's, hope well, – well, he's that bigger body, he's right? He's a bigger body.
0: He can yeah.
1: put, he, I reckon that'll be his role to put the blocks on, free the path for Dixon to come running through.
0: I would really love that. That would make a lot of sense. It would and, make sense. He's a,
1: he's a big boy. He can then just charge into people, put the hits on, and like, oh, I'm going for the ball. Not really.
0: Well, the thing is, if you're blocking for someone, you can't even get front and centre. So like you can't crumb the ball, like you're out of position. Yep. You've got to try and work for every single possession you get. The so only
1: ball you get is if it comes off fingers and happens to leapfrog a goes
0: couple of people back, and just yeah. come,
1: comes to you, you know, coincidentally, not ironically, ironically.
0: <laughs> it's definitely not ironical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely coincidence. Um, Yeah, so I, I, I do agree with you there. So Rosie, 377 for me, I hear someone who – he almost reminds me of a younger Bontempelli when Bontempelli was a forward, mm-hmm. as in that kind of X factor, silky Huge smooth. Factor.
0: Oh, he just—you know—it's going to happen. He looks at some good point. At,
1: at some point, and he's at a some forward. Point he's
0: going to be a premium.
1: I could see him going ninety plus if he gets that that right swing through.
0: Who, Rosie? Yeah, I think it's—I think he's got potential to be a top six forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, but as in at, at the moment, even with that forward time, yeah. I could see him going ninety plus.
0: Well, I'm I'm banking him versus Heaney. So, I, I actually think that he'll out average. Oh, wow. I know. I know. I need that one. Boy, oh, boy, wowie! That's crazy, Chris. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's very valid. Oh boy, he's got, oh, boy, wow. He's got the what is going on? He's got the talent. I don't think talent's the issue. It's no. just role, right? It so is. If, if, if the role comes through as expected, I can see him averaging 95.
1: Yeah, no, I and can't. It, I it, can't disagree. Are you picking him, though? I am. Yep. Yeah, see, I, I actually – I had him in my side before the intra-club match and like, I don't know, it just – it looks – It's it, a risky pick, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it is.
0: It's arguably the riskiest pick that I'm making and I'm making some bloody risky picks. So – I'm completely, thinking... And I had him last year after he screwed me. True. So, so
1: you're doubling down.
0: We're going to call this this year's series Redemption and we're going to spell it R-O-N. Redemption. <laughs> I do like it. Um. Yeah, I, I'm big on him. I think he's got the talent. He's got he's a right price. Um, third year breakout. Let's go. Let's just. I'm all in on him.
1: So you think he's a he's a good selection for standard and draft in a nutshell?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, in draft. What did he average? What did he end up averaging last year? Because I think he will be super value.
1: Last year 70. you're looking at Rosie average seventy point two. He averaged what did he averaged year before? It was definitely closer to eighty.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'd I'd be looking at say picking him up at around eighty five again.
1: Yep. So he averaged seventy seven point seven in his first year as a footballer, and he played seventy two percent time on ground that wow. year, like twenty nineteen. So I think he's got some scope for Shoal.
0: By Shoal, yeah, I'm in. Let's let's do it. Um, And that's pretty much – I don't think there's much else in terms of um, definitely not standard relevancy. Um, Not for
1: standard. There's a few draft sleepers in there. Um, Like, yeah, the funny thing is is because they are a lot of role players, a lot of team players, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of guys going between 80 and 70 or that 69 mark, which it's frustrating for draft leagues because some of them could improve slightly, but there's not too much meat on the bone and you're kind of having a bit of a, a stab.
0: Well, someone that I think that can really do all right in draft leagues this year, if he can get his body right, and that's a big if, is Orazio Fantasia. So he's a defender forward. Um, Only has a 56 average on him, so he'll sleep to your bench and you can pick him up on your bench. And I love bench players that are dual position. Yep. Especially someone like a defender forward because you have one injury and you can just plug that hole. Um,
1: See, for me, I think it's more of a, a 14 to 18 league team. Fantasia kind of comes in. Oh, absolutely! In. I think if you're yeah. going 10s ten, or twelves, I reckon Fantasia would be lucky to get picked.
0: And then you can pick him up on the waiver, but waiver watch. He he can he can score very well if his body is okay, and he's going to be in a winning side kicking goals. Um, I don't mind it at all.
1: Yep, I don't mind that at all. Um, one that I do think is worth watching is Dersma. Midfielder only though, so that's the not as appealing I mm-hmm. think, as a midfielder. He's someone that you could, if you if you need someone who you think might average you 80, 85, I think he could be someone to throw on your bench for that. Burton, for me, defender, he is someone who has been highly talented. Another
0: body issue, right?
1: Another body issue. But he's, mm-hmm. he, how funny is this though, right? So he got injured in I think round two on 40, round seven on 96, round 16 on he got a score of six, right? So he did – remember last year he did his hamstring chasing down um, – yeah.
0: Cameron right yep. from
1: from the Lions this year he did his quad so he's done both sides of his legs what's going on
0: um i don't know I, I, he's obviously talented he can kick the ball very well um remember how we thought their, he's easily in their best 22 as well
1: well remember how we thought that they were you know Hawks were have been getting rid of Burton and, the, you know, <laughs> mind you, Wingard hasn't done much you either. Just but basically
0: threw him away. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I don't know. For Burton, he, if in a, in a draft league, I would be picking him up on the bench if it gets to that late spot because he is someone who can definitely average you over 80. Oh, yeah. I think he has that potential easily if his body's right. Keep an eye on him, but he's someone you could put on there. And, again, these bench players you can easily flick off to the waiver.
0: He gets a decent role for easy and 80 average because he's either going to be that sort of half back that's going to float in can take some intercepts and he distribute the ball, or he's going to be on a wing where he's yep. you know, running up and down the the wing there. So uh, either way, I think he's a good one for draft for sure.
1: No, I do agree. Um, I think that pretty much wraps this up, to be honest. Like Hartlett, uh, 78.5 average, he just keeps getting – Older, the old heartlet. So he had 300s, but he had some real lows of 50s, etc. playing a little bit more accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Port just don't have the heartlet to let him go.
0: Uh, and completely avoid Sam Pepper because obviously um, yep. the uh, mid-rotations are no longer there. So he will probably drop in average quite considerably, I would assume.
1: And what's going on with Bona? Last question. He's gone a bit limp, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd never liked him as a player. Honestly, I think that there's just he, – he's definitely – um, not in the twenty two in my opinion. And they're just better. And they've got guys that are younger that are coming through better.
1: Oh geez, younger and not as flaccid. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go, the bonner. Um, yeah, that wraps us up, guys. So it look, does. Port Adelaide, definitely very interesting. Uh look forward to watching them. They've kind of got a uh a, like a, a cheaper version of a Brisbane game style plan, I think, Chris. Kind of like the Coles versus Woolworths. Uh
0: good to watch. Fair enough. I'll I'll take that on board. <laughs> that was a terrible analogy.
1: No, they're like Coles the two. Versus yeah, it's Isn't Australian. It? It's relatable. They are oh, the okay. powerhouse teams to that are good to watch.
0: They're definitely exciting to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love watching Port play and I, I have for a couple of years now. Collingwood's like the fruit barn. Oh, yeah, which means they're at least better than Brisbane.
1: Oh, Port must love Collingwood getting <laughs> flogged. Uh, All right, guys. That. We'll
0: probably leave it there.
1: Yes, that'll wrap us up. And uh, join us next time. Who we got next, Chris? St. you, uh, Richmond. Richmond.
0: Uh, yep, Richmond. Yep.
1: We'll hit the Richmond. So the premiership players again. And stay tuned for that one, guys.
0: Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye!